holiday season, treat yourself. Treat yourself to candy. Celebrate the holiday season with the Holiday Crush. They've sprinkled candy with a holiday theme and fun-packed challenges every week for five whole weeks, finishing on January 4th. The more challenges you complete, the better your chances of unwrapping delicious rewards. So, are you ready to crush the holidays? Play the Holiday Crush now. Download it from the App Store, Google Play, or Windows Store for free. Terms and conditions apply. This is Arscast Extra. Hello there, welcome to another Arscast Extra, as always, with James from Gunnerblog. Good morning to you. Good morning. And how was your weekend? It was lovely. For the first half of it, I was actually in Marrakesh in Morocco. So that was very exciting. For half, half a weekend? Half a weekend. Well, I'd been there some of the preceding days too. But seeing as you only asked me about the weekend, uh, I was just, you know, being accurate. But I returned to a very gloomy London on Sunday. Quite different. Slight, yeah. yeah, slightly depressing. Mm, different from um, Marrakesh, I'm, I'm sure. Very different in lots of ways. Less camels. Well, that, that, that is one of London's big downfalls. Yeah, that is one of my issues with it. Um, you have to pay the, the the asking price for most things in London. That irritates me. No haggling, I mean, is that the... Yeah, no haggling. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll be honest, I'm not a great haggler. There's been a bit of dick law about some of my negotiations this week. <laughs> uh, going in too low, if anything. I think, you know, it's a fine line between driving a hard bargain and just insulting people <laughs> as 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 dick has found out on many occasions so you're you're there you're under undervaluing the work or the the goods the quality of the 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 merchandise that people are trying to sell to you to the point where they become irate with you for for thinking that they would be purveyors of such shoddy workmanship is that it exactly exactly that what were you buying Apart I was from, trying to buy like, Luis Suarez. <laughs> yeah, um, no, I was uh, I was buying all sorts really because I, the first two days I was there it rained, so I was like, well, what else to do but wander around buying ethnic objects? Um, so I've got bowls, I've got um, a video camera that doesn't work anymore. I've got well, that's uh, handy. A leather satchel. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I was just like. It, it, I, I was just overexcited, to be honest with you, and, and this concept of not having to pay the initial price was so appealing to me that everything felt like a bargain. Yeah. Little do I know, obviously, they're just quoting me an absurd price up front. Of course, but, because, um, I mean, you, you, would, you would look like a tourist, it has to be said. You don't look... You would say that. I can see why you'd say that, but let me tell you, once I slip a, a pair of sandals and a Hawaiian shirt on, <laughs> I could be I could be a Moroccan. You'd never know. You blend seamlessly into the uh, to the native background there. Yeah, yeah. Did you see that lookalike of me, by the way? I did see that. What was the guy's name? Ah, oh, we should I have looked this up. But we should have looked this up. But basically, a, a listener or a reader sent me um, a photo through of a, a lookalike of me, and I I get quite a few of these which is surprising because I'm quite a, a, a re relatively unusual. I like to think of myself as, you know, 
a, a genetic freak. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I thought it was really good. And the scariest part of it was I then Googled the chap in question. He looks like a bit like me today. Mm. He's a basketball player in college basketball. His name is Matt Stainbrook. Matt Stainbrook. And, um, yeah. Yeah, that's it. And, and basically, if you Google him, he used to be really fat with long hair. And I also used to be really fat with long hair. I feel like this man's sort of living my parallel life. It, it, a literal doppelganger. Well, exactly. Yeah. But anyway, he's six foot ten. That's the only difference. So if he was in Morocco, he'd never get away with it. But I blended seamlessly into the background. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it is quite uncanny, this Matt Stainbrook fellow. People should, people should Google it right now. I mean, if you don't know what I'm lo- I look like, it's not interesting. But if you do, it might be. Vaguely interesting. Vaguely. I mean, it's more interesting to me because it makes me wonder about, is this man my secret brother? Why have we never been allowed to meet? Was he sold when we were babies? Were we separated somehow? Also, why is he so much taller? Yeah, he he must have got more of the good juice. Exactly. Mm. I, I mean, I don't want to think too much about the biology of it, but there you go. Yeah. So that's is, what is I'm doing. Um, what, is he any good at uh, any good at basketball? Do we know? I mean, what's I his what's his career good. prospects? Do we do we do we reckon he's going to be an NBA guy or is he going to? I'm just hoping gonna... so because I, you know, I sort of think that it'll be useful as I age to sort of have a reference point to yeah. be like, well. I might look like shit, but how's Matt Stainbrook doing? And if he's kind of on a level with me, then I'll feel better about myself. He he's on Twitter. I've just Matt let's, Stainbrook forty, right? And I mean, a, let's get in a, touch. Yeah, uh, this could turn into sort of Dave Gorman thing, couldn't it? Where <laughs> I'm sort of pursuing him around the world. I yeah. mean, that, it could also just be a restraining order thing eventually. Yeah, will, will you please stop talking about me, please? Yeah. I, I don't know who you are. Short man, yeah. go away. <laughs> but you're not that short. You're six foot two, six foot something. I used to be six foot two, but I'm now six foot one. What happened? Did well, you I... lose weight off the soles of your feet? No. <laughs> um, basically, in my other uh, life, I was acting a lot and doing a lot of acting and auditioning, and I was down as six foot two. And then an agent told me that. By being six foot two, I was kind of limiting myself to uh, tall parts. She was like, yeah, if you say six foot two on your CV, you'll only get seen for tall people. So I was like, I know, I'll put six foot one. <laughs> so there was a sort of momentous day where I changed my height. And I was like, guys, I'm six foot one now. And um, yeah, just don't wear, don't wear high heels to auditions and hope for the best. And and I, are you finding that you're being... Um, I think g- so. ...given the opportunities, to, for, for example, to be in a live-action Smurf movie? Exactly. Well, I haven't put five-foot-one or, or two-foot-one or whatever it is, but yeah. I, think, I think I'm getting uh, more castings for sort of average man, yeah. Right. But don't tell anyone we I'm six-foot-two. This, yeah, this is a very, very subtle trick that you've played on the, uh, the casting <laughs> world. <laughs> yeah, I was really delighted. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and also for my casting pictures, I just use photos of Matt Stainbrook. So it, they think they're getting a famous basketball player. Yeah. Of me. Um, so that's been my week. What, what have you been doing? Um, I haven't been doing anything as interesting as that. Mm-hmm. I really haven't. Um, I've been not watching football. Did you watch the Ireland match last night? No, I didn't. I, I chose to watch episodes of BoJack Horseman instead. Okay. Which is, um, which is very amusing. 
It's a very amusing show. Mrs. Bloggs doesn't like it that much, so I kind of have to watch it on my own. But I've I, never seen it, actually, I must it's, say. It's quite absurd in places, but I enjoy that side of things. Mm. Um, uh, and I, I figured pff, Ireland against Poland, it's like a, a local derby, obviously, uh, because of uh, because of everything that's gone on. Um, that, that, that lorry's particularly loud. Yeah, I don't point, know. I mean, they're, they're not going anywhere, are they? They are sticking with it. I'm not sure what they're trying to do or how slowly it's possible for a lorry to reverse, but yeah. You know. Um, I have a suspicion that some sort of work's going on. Can't see. I hear some revving, though. Go on. You can do it. Go on, Laurie. We all love you, but there comes a point where we have to... It's like, yeah. your, it's like your child. Everyone loves their children, but at some point they become really annoying and you want to send them to bed. So, right. so this is a bit like that. I don't think we're going to get this Laurie in a bed. <sighs> I don't know what to do, then. In Morocco, they had... Um, not just in Morocco, but in the hotel where I stayed. They had, like, beds just, like, outside in the garden. Was that... Why? Not some beds, like, beds made up four-poster white beds, and you could just get in them and have a sleep. In the middle but, of the day? Yeah. For napping? I don't know if Moroccans are nocturnal species, but, <laughs> but basically I, 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 I found that weird, because I... When I'm asleep, I move around a lot, and mm. I would feel self-conscious exposing that to the sort of general public. There is also the, you know, the, the possibility that when you're asleep, you, you make noises. You know, oh, yeah. snoring and grunting and all those kind of things. I wouldn't like to be asleep in I public. I drool. I drool in uh, my sleep. Well, I've, I've been known to drool from time to time. But yeah, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't fancy just being asleep where other people can walk by and go, there's a sleeping guy. Just, yeah. Yeah. There's, I mean, it was a relatively classy establishment. I mean, you know, it's only me we're talking about. But I am... Um, so yeah, I thought that was a bit weird. The, the beeping has stopped. That's good. That is good. So we can return to talking about uh, a cartoon about uh, a horse who uh, was yeah. uh, a star of a, a hit TV show. One of those all-in-the-family kind of uh, Charles-in-charge type sitcoms and then is now uh, a bit washed up. And he takes lots of drugs and drinks a lot. And it's uh, Will Arnett, of course, from uh, Arrested Development, uh, who's got a great voice. Has to he be has, yeah. certainly. And oh, he's, yeah, he's very funny. Yeah, yeah Aaron Paul is his, uh, is his sidekick kind of guy. And uh, it's all quite surreal and, and fun. And I think probably better than watching Ireland against Poland because... I don't think Ireland are very good, and there was no particular Arsenal interest in Poland. Uh, Lukas Fabianski was in goal um, and let in uh, an equaliser in the 90th minute. But that was that was about it. Yeah, apparently he did okay, Fabianski. So Szczesny's been dropped for Poland as well. He must be chuffed with that. Yeah, he must be delighted with the way his uh, season is panning out. Mm. Mm. Not good at all. No. I didn't see England, I must say. It wasn't a priority for Moroccan television to show England-Lithuania. They were showing uh, college basketball. Exactly. With Matt Stainbrook. Well, in my honour. Yeah. I was getting recognised constantly. Yeah. And, um, but I, by all accounts, Danny Welbeck was man of the match before his knee fell off or something. Yeah, I believe he scored a goal and got an assist and then he tweaked his knee, according to, uh, to Roy Hodgson. So I'm not quite sure what that means or uh, what Whatever. it's going to mean. Tell for us the truth, Roy. Yeah. He's dying. Just admit it. <laughs> We're not children. Don't pander to us. Yeah, there's no need to sugarcoat it, man. You know? Was it his knee or his head? What's happened? 
I'm, I'm, yeah, I, I'd be surprised if he's fit to face Liverpool. But you never know. You never know. He seems, well, no, I won't say Don't anything. Don't say I that. We've said that before. The and R word. see him for, for two months. The R word. We better not say it, right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was, that was that. I don't think Kieran Gibbs played. Uh, Theo Walcott got on for a few minutes. Um, Customary cameo. Yep. 14 minutes at the end, the first time he's played for England in a year and a half, two years, something like that. Um, I don't know what else happened. Olivier Giroud scored a good goal for France against Denmark. Mm-hmm. That was good. I saw a gif of that. One of those cool movie gifs that you can, like, swizzle back and forth. I oh, like those. Nice. They're brilliant, yeah. actually. They're really the good. Oh, by the way, while I was away, who was it? Someone said, jif, to me. And I said... What are you doing? You've said GIF instead of GIF. And then they claimed that the inventor of such a thing had... They'd seen them saying that it's supposed to be GIF. Yeah, I, I, I saw that a few months ago. But I refuse to pander to the whims of a man who doesn't really know what he's talking about, even if he is the inventor of it. Right. Because GIF, but- as we all know, is a, is a versatile household cleaner. Is it called GIF in Ireland? Which now? A GIF or a GIF? Sorry, the cleaning product. Yes, it's called GIF. Because on the continent, it's called SIF, I believe. Y- yes, that's true, but we're not continental. Okay, we're just so kind of... GIF. Yeah, we're, we're just over to the, to the left of you. Presumably you know. that was part of the Euro negotiations. It was like, we're going to take the currency, but we want to retain this name of the cleaning product. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, it's, it's not uncommon that other things in, the, in Europe have a different name. For example... Um, Lynx deodorant is known as Axe. Yeah, that's true. Globally, it's known as Axe. It's, it's, is it? I think so. Yeah, I think it's Axe in America. Yeah. It's a bit like spraying yourself with some kind of weird bee jism or something, isn't it? Doesn't smell a- good. No, it's it's horrible. Yeah. I did. I think I briefly used it as a teenager, foiled, like, by, fooled into it by one of those adverts that sort of tells you everyone's going to be in love with you. Didn't pan out. I sued the bastards. And that's why you're able to pursue a career as a medium-height character actor. Yeah, exactly. Travelling to Morocco on a whim. Mm. Um, uh, but yeah, no, no, it's Jif here in Ireland. Um, I tend to use just, you know, plain package cleaners. I, I'm not in for all that branded nonsense, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, a no. man of, of modest pleasures. Yes, indeed. Um, Alexis played at the Emirates. So he did. I didn't I didn't see any of that. I saw some people on Twitter saying, Wow, Chile are really into this kicking Neymar thing, which is which was um that was about it. But that sounds like a, a good name for a Pixar movie, doesn't it? Kicking Neymar. Yeah. That would a little, be good. little cartoon guy and everyone just goes around booting him in the ocean or something. Under the sea, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I apparently he played through the middle and played quite well. I didn't see it, I must admit. I think he didn't play for them in midweek, though, which is good. Uh, They had a friendly, I want to say, against Iran in Austria. And apparently... Where else would you have a friendly against Iran but in Austria? It seems the obvious place, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, So, yeah, so apparently he didn't play that much, so he might have got a little bit of rest. Mm. I don't really know what else is going on. Chewbacca scored for the under-20s. I thought you were going to say Chewbacca there for a moment, and I was really excited that there was some Chewbacca-Star Wars-Arsenal connection. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm always on the lookout 
for Star Wars news, if anyone comes across any, because mm. I'm excited about the new film. I, I'm too excited. I know it's going to let me down. It's not out till 2017 or something, is it? I don't like know. I think, it's, I think it's December this year, so it might as well oh, be really? that far. Yeah. But you know what they'll do? Uh, um, I don't quite understand why they do it now, is that they, they'll release a trailer, which is essentially the whole movie. Remember mm. when trailers used to be like 60 seconds and you go, ooh, that looks really quite cool. And now there's the, each one is about two and a half minutes and it tells you the whole story and uh, all the all the best bits are in the trailer already and half the time the best bits aren't even that good. They kind of put you off now, trailers. Well, if you've seen the trailer, there's no need to see the film, is there? No. A lot of the time. No, you just multiply the trailer by 100, so it's two, two and a half minutes, and you get two and a half hours, or maybe my maths is off here, but 100% perhaps. I don't know what I'm talking about. But anyway, Chuba Agpom. Oh, he went on loan as well. Yeah, he's not in the uh, new Star Wars movie. He's not? No. no. I believe Benny Kofobe has got a cameo, though. He's the lead, I think, mm. yeah. Yeah, he's St- gone on loan to Nottingham Forest. Yeah, that's quite a good move, isn't it? I mean, it makes sense. He's been on loan at Coventry and Brentford before, I think in the division below. Mm. So it's a step up. Forest, I spoke to a Forest fan briefly. All their strikers are injured. Uh, he's pretty much the only fit centre forward they've got. Well, that's good. Yeah, and they play like a 4 2 3 1. So they'll be looking to use him as the, the kind of main guy in that. So, I, you know, I, I hope he gets some game time there. I think it's a. A good step for him. Yeah, yeah. Interesting one, because, you know, Forrest are a bit outside the playoff places, and, uh, you know, if they do have ambitions to uh, to reach there, they're going to have to score some goals. And uh, for him as well, it's a, it's a good chance to show Arsene Wenger what he can do, because he's not quite ready for us, but certainly way beyond uh, reserve and youth team football. Yeah. That's interesting, isn't it? Do you think... I don't know. Do you think? Do you think he's got a chance of being in the squad next season, or do you see him having a, a full season out on loan next year? That is a very good question. I guess it'll ha- it'll be dependent on what he does on during this loan spell. But you'd have to think that even another loan spell would be probably the best thing for him. Hmm. Um, you know, it's not as if we're short of options, and maybe a full season at a Premier League club would be. Uh, a good chance for him to to develop even further. He's still very young. He's only 19. So, um, you know, I think perhaps more than any other position, forward is one where you need to be playing regularly, um, you know, in order to to work your way into a manager's thinking. And it's, um, you know, I think everyone wants to see a homegrown striker come through and do well. But at the same time, that has to be balanced with the demands of people who want a world-class striker. Yeah, exactly. You mm. know, if you if you bring someone in, that pushes Akpom further down the pecking order. But I do think a loan spell in the Premier League could do him well. Danny Welbeck went from Manchester United to Sunderland, and it was kind of the making of him. And yeah. there have been others who've followed that path. So, yeah, we'll see how he gets on at Forest, I guess. If he scores 100 goals between now and the end of the season, then maybe we'll use him next year. Yeah, he might get the odd substitute appearance in the uh, Capital One Cup. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Um, so, look, Germany played last night. France played last night. Chile played yesterday. So some of our attacking players will have a nice five-day gap between uh, between now and the Liverpool game at the weekend. Um, I don't know who's going to be involved this week. Walcott, maybe, involved in the friendly against Italy. Is this a chance for him to 
to push his way back into Roy Hodgson's thinking and by uh, by consequence of that giving Arsene Wenger something to think about? Possibly. I'm not sure what team England will line up with. I know Kieran Gibbs is expected to start um, because Leighton Baines has been sent home. Not for bad behaviour, he's injured. Um, other than that, yeah, maybe Walcott. I think we'll see him for some time. Roy Hodgson spoke about him in the build-up to the first game and his words were sort of a little bit ominous for Theo. I know that's sort of a theme of the podcast in recent weeks, but um, he was saying something about how when you're out injured for a long time, it can leave you kind of on the back foot, yeah. you know, that other players come in and move ahead of you. And I think that is the case, both club and country, for Theo at the moment. Someone like Raheem Sterling is ahead of him in the pecking order now in Hodgson's thoughts. So, uh, yeah, if he gets a chance, he's he's really got to take it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, look, I don't want to go down the uh, the Walcott Road again because, like you say, it's been it's been um, a theme for the for the last few weeks. So, look, what we'll do is we'll take a short little break here, uh, and then we'll take some questions in part two right after this. Hello and welcome back to the Askcast Extra. We're going to have a look at some of your questions now. Thanks, as ever, for sending these in. Um, first one comes from... Who does it come from? I could have had this prepared. I think Ardash. it's uh, Matt Stainbrook. Yes, Matt Stainbrook. Why are you following me? <laughs> no, it's uh, Ardash Atoll, and his Twitter handle, conveniently, is the same as his name. And he asked, very simply, Walcott and Sterling, would you do a swap? <laughs> Um, I don't know. I don't know, actually. Sterling looks exciting and looks like a better all-round footballer than, than Walcott, you know? Um, mm. But I do wonder about this story, whether it's whether it's just two agents who have players in contract situations using this as a way to as part of the negotiation process with their clubs you know um you know walcott's got a year left and we know which way that could go um but it's also a way that uh, his agents and his people can make him more money the same with raheem sterling i think he's got two years left though on his deal doesn't he yeah yeah so it's not it's not as urgent for Liverpool to to deal with the Sterling situation as it is for Arsenal to deal with the Walcott one. Um, but you know, yeah, why not? Why not? I give it a I give it a lash. Do you find this still incredible at all? I mean, I I I can't really see that if he's going to leave Liverpool. I don't know. I mean, it's not like he'd be jumping to a side who are sort of significantly more in title contention than his own. Do you know what I mean? But maybe it's not about title contention. Maybe it's about, you know, being money. money. Maybe it's about being in London because uh, a follow-up question, perhaps, ah, oh, crap. This is from a guy whose name I can't pronounce <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> uh, his first name is Kareem, though, um, and I'll leave it at that. Um, his surname is the unpronounceable bit, and his Twitter handle is... See, I shouldn't have even bothered. But he says, uh, Raheem goes out partying in London with the Ox and Welbs. Is this a good or a bad thing? Does he mean for our chances of signing him or just generally? I don't know. 
It could be like, is it good that he goes to parties with with uh, Oxley Chamberlain and Welbeck? Could be that he's discussing the quality of the parties that he goes to, or it could be that his connection with these two guys and their their propensity and and love of partying together might mean he settles in very quickly at Arsenal. Should we bring him in? I don't know. It's right up there. You you decide. <laughs> okay. I mean, I guess it w- it could be a factor in any potential deal you know he's a London boy he was at QPR before Liverpool um he's he loves partying <laughs> with uh, Oxlade Chamberlain and Danny Welbeck who wouldn't to be honest if you said to me you've got to go out partying with two Arsenal players they'd be right at the top of the list you reckon uh, yeah I think so would who would who would you go for um I don't know actually Unwanted family guests are like fish. They start to stink after three days. So what's the best mattress for them this holiday season? Definitely not a nectar. Then they'll never leave. Flip those fish your old mattress and put your human body on a nectar. Prices start at just $499, and you get $399 in accessories thrown in, a 365-night home trial, and a forever warranty. A fresher deal than your mackerel mother-in-law, right? Go to Nectarsleep.com today. This holiday season, treat yourself. Treat yourself to candy. Celebrate the holiday season with the Holiday Crush. They've sprinkled candy with a holiday theme and fun-packed challenges every week for five whole weeks, finishing on January 4th. The more challenges you complete, the better your chances of unwrapping delicious rewards. So, are you ready to crush the holidays? Play the Holiday Crush now. Download it from the App Store, Google Play, or Windows Store for free. Terms and conditions apply. May I'm kind of too old for partying as as it goes you know the verb to party is not really you know it's not my thing i'm I'm too old for that now but if i were a younger man i guess oxley chamberlain would be uh, a good guy to to hang out with because he's very funny we've got a really good sense of humor oxley chamberlain um so he he would be good i mean i'm assuming that these are um sober parties because as professional athletes they wouldn't be out partying partying like the whole spring break spring break throwing you know uh, bucket loads of tequila down their necks um so you'd want to be out with somebody who in their sober state was relatively entertaining um so oxley chamberlain would be would be right up there um i'm not sure about welbeck from a personality point of view maybe he's just one of those quiet lurkingly funny entertaining guys but i don't know enough about him true so i couldn't Um, say Anyway, the point is, I don't think we'll buy Raheem Sterling. Uh, if I had to put money on it, I'd say I don't think that will happen. This summer? Or any summer? or uh, This summer. I just, I find it... I think there'll be clubs with more money involved and more resources. And I also think that he may well stay there and it might just be part of a, a bigger game. We're a mere a pawn in the plans of an agent. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm not sure. I would definitely take him though. I think, I do think he's a better footballer than Walcott. Even though he's one of those players who, have you ever noticed there are certain players who never seem to kick the ball with their laces? Yeah. Have you ever encountered that? So there are guys who everything is side foot, and like you, you feel like they ne- they never really generate power. They can be a brilliant technical player who can dribble past five guys, mm. but they can't really generate power when they kick the ball. Yeah, and Sterling is one of those. I don't. Me. I don't think I've watched him closely enough to uh, 
to notice that, but I will in the future. Yeah, keep an eye out. I mean, like he's he's not a great finisher as as well as it happens, um, but I think that will come for him. But I think he's a, I think he's a very good player. How old is he? Nineteen now? Twenty? Yeah, something like that. Twenty maybe. Right. So he's still very young. The whole finishing thing can take a while to uh, to develop. So yeah, um, yeah. Well, I guess I guess we'll see. I so we're told. We'll so we'll see. What have you got a question? Uh, yeah, why not? Why not? Um, I know you kind of used one then, but... I did use one. Okay, uh, here we go. This one comes from Ian Wright, at IH Wright, and not Ian Wright, former Arsenal striker. Okay. A different Ian Wright. And he says, What progress, if any, have Arsenal made this season? And if there has been some, is it satisfactory? Hashtag Arscast Extert. We should have disqualified the question on the basis of a fucked up hashtag, actually. Very generous of you. Yeah. Um, Have we made progress? So the boring answer is to say, ask me at the end of the season, I suppose. Yeah, that's pretty boring. There's there's a lot to be decided. If you ask me to make a judgment now, have we? Kind of... In some ways, yes. In some ways, no. I feel like we have in terms of the fact that we've got some results against big teams. That is a, that is a massive thing mm-hmm. that's been absent for a long time. And whether or not it's a trend that continues, the fact that we have beaten both Manchester sides in 2015 is uh, a, a big step. you know. And I feel like it's something that wouldn't have happened last season or in the preceding decade, pretty much. Yeah. It didn't happen, effectively. Yeah. Um, so that's progress. Whether or not we've made progress in terms of our league standing and our sort of sense of being credible challengers for the major trophies, the Premier League and the Champions League, I'm not so sure. Could you think- could you say, um, and again, bearing in mind we have to wait until the end of the season to, yeah. to, to see where we end up, could you say that we have, in fact, made not progress? Because last season we topped the league for longer than anybody and were genuine mm. title contenders until it all fell apart. But now this time around, we've found ourselves way off the pace very early, which is something that was uh, uh, typical of, of previous seasons. So c- can we make the judgment yet, though? That's the thing. I mean, we could end up with more points, in which case, by the very definition, you'd have to say we made progress. But on the basis of what you feel... And the way the season has gone, it's hard to make that argument, I think. Yeah, I think a lot does come down to league positioning. You know, what were we, fourth last year in the end? Yeah. Uh, we might edge ahead to that. We might retain the FA Cup, which I think is, in some respects, harder than winning it. I know it's almost exactly the same thing, but I just think retaining competitions is notoriously difficult. Um I don't know. Have we made progress? I don't think we have, really. The thing, the funny thing is, in 2015, I'm not sure there's been a better Premier League side than us. Yeah. There's been a lot of talk about Liverpool, but there's no team who I think is playing better football or playing better or more consistently than we are at present. Mm. Um, Chelsea, for example, my, my Chelsea sporting brother tells me they've played well uh, once since Christmas, in his estimation and uh, are sort of slightly stumbling towards the line. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. I think we've had a really good second half of the season, but the first half was so frustrating that actually we've sort of kind of ended up back where 
back where we ha- were last year. I'm not sure it's been significantly better or worse. It feels kind of similar, but maybe just the other way round. Yeah, and also maybe the fact that having done what we did in the league last season and it falling apart, but you know, nevertheless, to, to be top of the table for as long as we were and winning the FA Cup raised expectations to the point where people thought, right, we can we can do that again, even if we're not necessarily top of the table, but we can keep the pace with the teams that are. Um, yeah, we definitely I, we definitely fell short in that respect. Yeah, yeah, of course. And uh, you know, when you bring in when you bring in new players, is, is there an argument to be made, perhaps, that the amount of new players? Arsene Wenger has always spoken about how difficult it is to to integrate a large amount of new players into into a squad and he's uh, pointed at Tottenham for example who've routinely brought in six or seven new players in a season uh, and found it difficult for a team to gel is the fact that the team is is doing better in the second half of the season down to these relationships um, uh, becoming better because we've got a, a new goalkeeper in in the last couple of months uh, a new right back a number of new right backs three new right backs actually over the course of the season because uh, Debushi uh, was in then he was injured Chambers was there then Bellerin's made the breakthrough uh, Alexis has come into the side and however you like uh, to to qualify him or categorize him I think he's a player that you have to learn to play with if you're mm-hmm. one of the other players Danny Welbeck has come in you know is that a factor in in how things have gone I think so. I mean, I do think the squad is better than it was a year ago, even if results aren't significantly better. Sure. Um, and I think you're right. I think that there was a big period of adaptation. There were other issues as well. There was the World Cup hangover. There were a lot of injuries. And I also think that perhaps Arsene Wenger kind of... He takes so much flack for when it when it goes wrong in the first half of the campaign, but I'm not sure he's had enough recognition for the way he's helped turn it around. You know, if you think about some of the decisions he's made, dropping Chesney was a bold call, uh, it, g- giving Francis Coquelin his head, although Coquelin's performances forced it, uh, was also a bold call. He's, he's, you know, left Theo Walcott out. He's reshaped yeah. He's reshaped the team and, and changed from the 4-1-4-1 with which he started the season quite dramatically. So I think, you know, he's helped revive the season too. Mm. It's just a shame, as we all know, it's a shame that so much damage was done uh, in that first half of the campaign, really, mm. you can't help but wonder what might have uh, what might have been, or what should have been. Yeah, I think yeah. what should have been is maybe a better phrase. Yeah, because as you say, having won the FA Cup, we were in such a strong position, and and everybody knew where the gaps were in the squad. You know. Yeah. All right. Uh, I think it's your turn. Okay, let's have this one. This is a bit off topic slightly, but it's from Trev, who's at Trev Tall. And he says, it's great that Sol Campbell that is pissed off Spurs fans, but I can't help but think he's a towering arsehole. Discuss. He's an odd character. Yes. Um, that's for sure. I mean, the, 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 the story that I put on the blog today where in, mm. in this, uh, this summit at Whitehall, and they're discussing the lack of opportunities for, for black managers, which is obviously a very important uh, thing to discuss. The, but I am Saul Campbell, is absolutely fantastic, but also kind of bonkers. Um, and I do think it's, I don't know, maybe because we're more exposed to people these days that 
you know, a guy who would have been an absolute hero, for example, can through his utter utterances on social media. I'm not necessarily discussing Saul Campbell here, but anybody, whether it's um, uh, a footballer, uh, an artist, a musician, an actor, somebody who you who, who whose uh, work you admire can say something on Twitter that makes you think, ah, oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. And that's, um, I think that's a consequence of the age we live in and something we're going to have to get used to. I don't want to um, call Saul Campbell a towering arsehole, but, you know, people will ask questions when, when he's putting himself up for the uh, Conservative Party, I guess, that that will, what's the word I'm looking for? That won't endear him to anyone who doesn't like the Conservative Party, for example. But then people are entitled to their opinions and their political beliefs, etc., etc. So, I don't know. I, I'm just not sure that if he does have... Um, ambitions to be a manager that he's going about things the right way well for start he needs to choose between being a manager and being a politician because I can't necessarily see those being too compatible no Um, yeah I don't know about Sol I've met Sol a couple of times and he's very polite very nice guy but he does seem I understand why he's got a, a bee in his bonnet, and even that I don't like that phrase because it trivialises it, but I understand why he's passionate about certain issues and the lack of representation of black players on the coaching side is a problem. It's yeah. a definite problem, and there, I think there is a problem with getting black coaches and managers into the game, and steps do need to be taken to address that. But I think he, he has a somewhat unfortunate way mm. of expressing himself uh, that probably... That can sometimes do as much harm as good, you know. Yeah, he's not he's not a great spokesperson for that particular campaign, and his sense of entitlement, I am Sol Campbell, mm. uh, is potentially problematic. All right, a um, uh, question for you. Uh, this one comes from Gunnar Swede at Ursu, and he wants to know: choose one German to get for free: Hummels, Muller, or Roy, uh, Roy, Royce, Reus, Reus, Reus. Reus. Jose Antonio Reus. Oh, Royce. Royce. Um, ah, everyone... Now, hang on. Wait. The question's not finished yet. Uh, oh, so right. So choose one German to get for free. Hummels, Muller, or the other guy. Uh, <laughs> and the unchosen two go to Chelsea and Spurs, respectively. Oh. Okay. Yeah. That changes things. It does. Everybody loves Marco Royce, don't they? Everybody raves about him. And I've never been quite as on board as the rest of the world. I feel like there's a secret about him I don't quite know. Yeah. Um, He's one of the most talks about footballers in the world. Mm. And yet, he's perennially injured, as far as I can tell. I don't trust his face. I'm sorry. (laughs) Okay. I I just don't trust his face. Right. He's got one Um, of those faces where he looks like he'd sell you knockoff speakers in a McDonald's car park. (laughs) God. Um, I think that's probably what he will do after he retires. I would probably go, you know. Hang on, Royce Hummels. I worry about Hummels going to either team because, you know, I think they could both do it with an improvement at centre half, and he would potentially give them that. Yeah. That said, I think I would take Thomas Muller. It's a slightly cynical move, but. He just seems to have a kind of magic power to win football matches because he doesn't have any sort of obvious standout attributes. Mm. You know, he's not he's not a flair player. He's not someone who's particularly eye-catching on the ball. 
but he's got that incredible sense of positioning and he can finish and he never really scores good goals but he scores lots of goals and I think I don't know what it is about him but I just think he's a winner and uh, a top player really so that's that's who I would have and, and damn the consequences right okay what about you so where does uh, where does Roy do go? I get to choose where the others go yeah um, well I'll put I think I'll put Hummels at Spurs because I don't think he can sort them out on his own. Yeah. And I'll put Royce at Chelsea because, to be honest, they've already got Hazard. They've got Royce as well. I'm not sure it'll make a massive difference. I do think their main problem is at centre-back, actually. Gary Cahill's been a bit of a liability for them. So I just don't want to solve that issue. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's, that's my choice. Very good. It's hard to argue with that one, but I will. Go on. Um, for the sake of the podcast. For the sake of the podcast, uh, I would I would take Hummels. Okay. I was looking at them. They're all about the same age, 25, 26. Uh, I think at some point we are going to have to look at the long-term uh, situation at, at centre-half. Koscielny uh, and Mertesacker not getting any younger, not saying they're over the hill by any means. Uh, and Hummels is a... Is a good player, very good player, good centre half, 25, 26. His best years are ahead of him. Um, he sports a natty pair of sunglasses. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I would, I would, uh, I would take him putting Muller where. See, that's the difficulty now. I'm improving the other two. I mean, Muller's the sort of player who, if he plays for you, you'd love him, but playing for anyone else, he's an absolute bastard. Yeah. So, do Chelsea need another absolute bastard? Probably. So, he could go there, because he could just... I don't know, he could probably have a training ground fight with Eden Hazard, um, because they're sort of the same kind of role. Are they not? He's, you know, I know he's a centre-four, but he plays... He can play on the right, right or, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he, they could get in each other's way and have a great big falling out. Um, and they could perhaps uh, engage in some training ground jinx like John Hartson and Isle Berkovich. Remember that? To the death. Yeah. Literally just take turns in kicking each other in the head. Uh, and Royce can go to Tottenham because he's, well, they probably find a lot of people to sell the speakers to around there. I imagine so. And if he was any good, he'd leave them after two years anyway. A year. A year. Yeah. Right. He might give them the extra year because he was out injured for the entire first year. So. True. Yeah. True. So there we go. Um, all right. Good job. Um, I'm sure the internet will think we should have signed Marco Royce. Yeah. There you go. All right. Then uh, one more question from you, or do you have one? Or? I actually don't know. I'm out. You don't have any more questions. Okay. Here's, here's uh, two very quick ones. Two very quick ones, because one, okay. I think we need to help. Um, this one comes from RB, at Rich Beckers, and he says, we have a baby due in July. He said that to both of us, so I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming he means... <laughs> Do you know his, about this? I'm assuming he means with his wife, and not that the three of us are involved in a three men and a baby kind of situation. Okay. Uh, but he says, any suggestions on Arsenal-themed names I can suggest to the boss? I assume there he means his wife, and not his boss unless his oh, wife is also his boss which is certainly possible 
Who knows? Um, I don't know. I've thought about this. I don't have any children, but I've often thought, could I sort of sneak in a player name if I did? Mm. Um, mm. I think you need something that's going to stand out, you know? There's, there's names that you could choose, like Henry, which would be people would go, oh, Henry, and you go, yes, but it's pronounced Henri. Yeah, uh, yeah. you need to get something or, distinctive, yeah. like Nuanquo. Yes. Yeah, Nuanquo Beckers. I think that's a very good name. Probably not for a little girl, if it's a little girl. No, Nwankwo is, is a very masculine name. Um, what else is good? Let me have a think. Yeah, you, do, you can't go for just a sort of straight... You can't, you know, you can't name your ch- child Paul or, or Martin, you know, Tony. F- Fred, Freddie or, or Dennis, really. You know, I mean, they're there, but, you, you know, to, to get that real Arsenal connection. I think there's only one option for Rich... And and the boss, Silvino. <laughs> For a boy or a girl? Both. Silvina. Silvina. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's a lovely name. You'd be worried that your child might turn into sort of a little wolf baby. That's true, but um, you know, it, it would be distinctive. You know, if if if, for example, he became an actor, or indeed. Uh, somebody else in the performing arts. He could be one yeah. of those people who who's known by just the one name, like Prince or Madonna. Mm-hmm. Silvino, Silvino. I think that's the. Um, I think that's the the answer here. All right. Well, definitely send us a picture of the eventual birth certificate with Silvino written on it. I'd like to see that. Yeah. All right, Rich, so glad we've solved that one for you. And the very last question comes from Mitesh Katri at Mitesh underscore K. And he said, if the FA mandated a quota of one cybernetic organism, for example, an android per team, what super quality would you give it? Ooh, so I can sort of program this android or build it to have one particular. Yeah. It's like Robot Wars, isn't it? Uh, A little bit, a little bit. I quite liked Robot Wars. But it was really easy to win. You just needed to build a little wedge that could flip the other one over, and that was it. Game yeah. over. Yeah. Um, that's not what I would put in a Premier League player. Wouldn't uh, be that handy. Flamethrower? <sighs> Collateral damage is a big possibility there. You sound like a man who's used a lot of flamethrowers. Well, I'm just saying that if you do set fire to an opponent, chances are there's one of your own teammates close by, and they could catch fire too, and that would be counterproductive. Fair point. Um, I don't know, then. I'm so obsessed with the idea of flamethrower. I find it difficult to think outside of that box. Um, I have too many fantasies about it. Uh, I don't know. What do you think? I think giving it the power to shoot the ball at 300 miles per hour would be would be superb. Right, yeah. Some sort of mechanical... Yeah, just like boot. super shot. And he could shoot from, you know, anywhere. Unless they were playing five-a-side rules where you had to be you know, inside the half to shoot. But I don't think that applies to uh, to Premier League football. So that would be that's what I would do. It would certainly solve our direct free-kick problem. Yes, because who would get in the way of that? The only problem is, if you were to give it that much power, perhaps there would be an accuracy issue. You'd need a, a, a guidance chip, and that could be cheating by giving it two powers. I think that's all right. I think, it's, I think it can aim... I'm just deciding things about this fictional android now. Yeah. But I'm like, yeah, it can aim. Don't worry about it. I mean, we basically had one of those, and we sold it. It was Lucas Podolsky. Yeah. 
Yeah. So no. it's about you've got to give it other attributes too. You also need to give it some run around it in attributes. Yeah, that's true. Or the the immobility is is the issue. All right. Well, look, um, we'll leave it there. We're going to play Liverpool on Saturday. I know, and we made it through this podcast, even though nothing is happening. I'm quite impressed. Yeah. So, um, obviously, we'll have to discuss that on the Arsecast on Friday, um, the whole Liverpool thing. But it's it's a big game, isn't it? Because if we were to beat Liverpool, we would open up a nine-point gap over them, which would more or less kill their Champions League ambitions, would it not? You'd think, surely. Um, and more or less, would you say, cement our place in the top four? More or less, You'd, it would be something of a collapse to lose it from there. So, um, yeah, it's a huge game for both teams. What's your feeling? My feeling is that we are going to win. Oh, that's good. That's my feeling. I think we could well win. They've got a few problems, haven't they? So, I mean, I don't know how injured he is, but Daniel Sturridge pulled out of the England squad. Apparently he's out for a month. Ah, well, there you go. Um, Skirtle will be suspended. No last-minute headers from that fucker. Yeah, Gerard. unfortunately, we suspended, so no beautiful, incisive assists for yeah. our strikers from him. Well, that's a shame. It's something we're going to have to cope with. but Exactly. So I think we've got a very good chance, actually, yeah. of, of beating them, and I think if we do, we'll be in a relatively strong position. All right. Well, look, we're going to leave it there. I, I suggest that you um, open up a window and put your laptop close to it so that the fan can uh, get some it's, help it's in cooling it down. It's close to exploding, I think. Uh, it yeah. does sound a bit like that. Um, and, of course, we'll, uh, we'll chat on next Monday's Arscast Extra. Okay, cool. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. holiday season, treat yourself. Treat yourself to candy. Celebrate the holiday season with the Holiday Crush. They've sprinkled candy with a holiday theme and fun-packed challenges every week for five whole weeks, finishing on January 4th. The more challenges you complete, the better your chances of unwrapping delicious rewards. So, are you ready to crush the holidays? Play the Holiday Crush now. Download it from the App Store, Google Play, or Windows Store for free. Terms and conditions apply.